everyone, welcome to episode 77 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is social anxiety. For like the longest time ever, I always called myself a shy person, right? And that was because that's what I was told since like I was very little. Like they they would just be like, oh, you're just very shy. My grandma would always say it was because I was a very well-behaved child <laughs> that like I wouldn't talk to other people, right? It was just kind of instilled in me that like don't talk to anyone unless you're spoken to. Um, but as I get older, I've realized that, I mean, maybe to some degree that was all the case, but I think it's truly because I have had social anxiety for as long as I can remember, right? As I'm learning more about myself, I think it has to do with like my people pleasing mentality where like I don't want to speak to someone and say the wrong thing or I don't want to speak to someone and sound dumb and then them judge me and be like the fuck is this right (laughs) and then like them not want to talk to me or be my friend um but the reason why I wanted to talk about this social anxiety topic now is because I have realized how bad my social anxiety is now especially now that I'm getting older you would think that it would get easier um and how it's like truly affecting my mental health at least as of right now (laughs) and um I just want to make sure that like I just talk about this as I'm like kind of in it right because that's usually what I do I make these episodes based on like what I am dealing with in my life to be able to give you guys like a proper insight I guess um but I am like in the middle of like realizing how bad my social anxiety is and just kind of like how badly it's affecting my mental health as of now So I have this friend and I always tell her, when you have a second to hear me vent, let me know and I'm just going to like spill my guts at you, right? (laughs) And she does the same thing for me. Like she'll be like, okay, when when you're ready to listen to me, like let me know and I'm going to talk. So she was like, all right, I have time. Go for it. So I'm voice messaging her because... I'm a lazy texter and because obviously I have a podcast, so I recorded pretty much a whole fucking podcast for her on her phone for her to listen to um, so that you can hear what it is that I was talking about. Towards like the middle of the conversation, she hit a trigger point, right? And it made me start crying. (laughs) I went back on my voice messages and I was like, okay, if you hear me cry, it's not because I'm upset or offended by what you said. You just hit a trigger, which isn't a bad thing. You've made me realize like why it is that I'm so upset and like, don't freak out. Like, don't think that you've offended me or that I'm mad at you. Like, I just, I needed a, you know, kind of like a reality check to know like, why is it that I'm so fixated on this, right? So we figured out what it was. And at the end of our conversation, we realized that the reason why I was so upset and so sad was because I have no friends. So my event session started with me being fixated over the idea of Easter. Easter is not till, I think it's not till like the middle of April, right? Or something. But I'm fixated on this idea that on Easter Sunday, some like big dramatic event is going (laughs) to happen um I just have this like fear whenever holiday comes around 
that someone that I have cut out in my life is going to just show up at my house and demand to spend time with my daughter. And this fear comes from Easter of last year, <laughs> because um, Easter of last year, we had decided like we didn't want anyone over because we were really busy doing other stuff and we were just extremely tired and just didn't feel like having people over or hosting people over, right? So we had said, no, no one, please come over. Like there's just too much going on right now. And people ended up coming over anyways. So I think my, and I don't want to call it an irrational fear because obviously it's happened before. So that's why I am afraid that it's going to happen again this year. But this year, the stakes are a lot higher, I guess. Um, so I was like venting to her about this, like, and I had come up with every single scenario. Like, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if like this, this said, or, or that is said, or they see this or they see that. And I was just like obsessing over this scenario that was going on in my brain over Easter. She was able to kind of like calm me down a little bit. Um, and we got to like a deeper root of the problem and we realized that I was grieving like special moments in my life, special moments that were like essentially ruined by toxic people. So I was like mourning, uh, my wedding marriage experience, which maybe I'll talk about one day, (laughs) um, I was mourning, like, my experience of having a baby, right? Because, like, you know, when you have a baby for the first time, like, it's supposed to be this, like, magical experience, I guess, right? Like, support and all this love and whatever. And that wasn't necessarily something that I had, which only made it worse for me. But, like, I was grieving in that fixation about Easter over, like, moments that I had lost and moments that essentially I wouldn't get back because it's not like uh, knock on wood that I would like get married again I mean unless we renew our vows um or that I would ever have like my first baby again right like I don't know second third kids no one cares (laughs) so like it I was like fixated and just focusing on this Easter thing but as we kind of talked about it I was able to you know get a little bit deeper and I was like okay I'm I'm grieving these moments right now and I am worried that another special moment in my life which is Easter we love Easter um is going to be ruined by these same toxic people and then somehow we got into the topic of like not having the ideal like life that I had imagined for myself right and and, like that can be extremely vague so we were specifically talking about how, like, you know, I- I've wanted to have, you know, family over for, like, Easter, for example, right? And us, like, eating together. I don't know. People have Easter lunch or something. Easter brunch, maybe. Um, You know, Easter egg hunts. Like, oh, us having, like, a grand old time. And I've realized, like, I don't have that. Like, that idea of, like, family, for example, is not something that I have. So I was just grieving that I didn't have that um, because I feel that those of us who have cut out, you know, toxic family members specifically, like we grieve moments like that. We grieve like those special, what are supposed to be like family bonding times. Um, And then we just kind of started talking and she asked me, she was like, I am like an online friend, right? An internet friend. 
She's someone that I met through Instagram, but she's someone that I've become really close to and someone that even though we live hours away from each other, we've been able to like see each other like I wouldn't say often, but see each other as much as we could. <laughs> right. Um, and she's like, I'm an internet friend, right? She's like, I'm not someone that you can call and go have coffee with or go have lunch with or just like hang out with, right? She was like, who do you have in your life that you can just kind of call and hang out with? And that was what triggered me at that moment because I literally sat there and thought about it. And I just started to cry, like, and crying, 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 and all these tears, like, started coming out of me. And that's when I realized, like, okay, this is the root of my problem. The root of my problem is not that I'm afraid someone's going to come over for Easter and ruin a special moment. The root of my problem is that I am lonely and that I don't have any friends. Do I have friends that I talk to or that I can talk to and that I can vent to? Yes. Do I have friends that I could potentially go visit? Yes. A lot of my friends live uh, maybe about an hour and a half, two hours away from me, right? Um, Do I have a friend that I could call at any time or any moment that can meet me for coffee if I really needed to vent to talk to someone? No, I do not. Um, Usually if I am meeting up with my friends, it takes (laughs) a good couple weeks, (laughs) maybe months to like plan it out, right? Like I don't have anyone directly in my area that I could call and hang out with or even have like a play date with or anything and that was making me extremely triggered um and it just like comes to like and it just like made me realize like how bad my social anxiety is because I have had the opportunities to make friends we go to a church nearby meaning that all of the people that go to this church all obviously live within maybe a 20 minute drive from me right um i've i go to the mom groups there which obviously these people live there and in our stay-at-home moms also because this meeting is like on tuesdays at like 9 30 right um my husband has friends and business partners and they have wives and you know sometimes we've we've gone over so like if he's friends with the husbands like I can potentially make friends with these wives right like there has to be some sort of similar interest um but my social anxiety is so bad that I just I don't know how to make friends I see the same people at church every Sunday I see the same moms Um, every other Tuesday when they meet up. Um, I've seen my husband's business partner's wives. (laughs) I don't know, not not that often. But like enough to maybe start some sort of conversation like on our own. Um, And I just like, I don't have the, the courage. I don't have the strength that like I I don't have I don't even know how to explain it like I just I I can't just go up to people and just be like hey and like start a conversation like I I don't I I seriously like I don't know how 
which is weird because when I was younger, like even teens, early 20s, like I had no problem. Did I suffer with anxiety then? Yes. But it was like different or like at a different level. And I don't know why now as I'm getting older, it's a lot harder for me. (laughs) I don't know if I'm just more like judgmental of people or I am more like secure of the people that I want like around me, you know, Um, that's not even the right word. But like, more more picky about the people that I want around me or like the energy that they bring out right um I don't know if like I don't know like I, I don't know where and how my social anxiety has gotten so bad I want to say that it has to do with like me being um a stay-at-home mom for the past like four years right that I've just lost some sort of like social skill (laughs) and I don't know how to talk to people anymore because granted I talk to my well now my four-year-old but like I don't have any adult conversations on a day-to-day basis unless it's like with my husband and even then like I know this sounds weird like I don't want to say we don't talk but like we don't like talk all the time (laughs) or have like heartfelt conversations right um I just like and I'm sure that like being you know being stuck at home and and this whole like pandemic and even having two years of or almost three I don't even fucking know how long it's been anymore but like even then like I don't know if that's kind of ruined my social skills like I don't know I don't know where and how it has gotten so bad I fear that people are gonna judge me I feel that people are going to read me some type of way. Um, I feel that like, like I know, like if someone were to come talk to me, I know how to respond back and carry a conversation. Like I can do that. But I feel that like they can tell that like that's not me and that it's fake. And so I don't know if like I'm afraid that they're going to read me as like a fake person. Um, I have forgotten how to make a conversation I have forgotten how to be me like honestly like I have forgotten how to be me outside of this podcast like I I don't talk like this to people that I've just met if that makes any sense like I talk like this to people that I've known for a while people that I trust um or quite frankly to the empty abyss of the internet right obviously (laughs) but like I don't know how to like come off as a confident being two people that like I've just met like I like I said I'm not rude or at least I I would hope that I don't come off that way maybe I do to some people because I'm not a talker right I only talk to when I am spoken to (laughs) because that is what I was taught as a child and maybe to some people that comes off as rude you know and um which I'll talk about in a little bit but um I just don't, I just don't know how to make, like, conversations with people. And, like, sometimes I feel bad and sometimes, like, I know that I'm short with my answer sometime, right? Because, obviously, I have a trauma response. I said this last week. I have a trauma response where I have to, like, overshare everything, right? So, I definitely, like, restrain myself when I'm talking to someone new and yeah that can come off as like super short answers and I feel that like that comes off as like being super rude um and I don't know how to fix it I don't know how to change it I try 
Um, just today, I went to the optometrist, and um, she was very talkative. So I was like trying to match her energy, right? But then at that point, I was like, oh, but this is like fake because this isn't me. Like I don't, <laughs> I'm not this bubbly and this nice, right? But I had to take my daughter with me and um, she was like, oh, you know, does your daughter have like your same personality as you or is she more like dad? And I was like, oh no, she's definitely more like her dad. Like she's more outgoing like her dad. And she was like, really? Because you seem outgoing. And I'm just like, I'm just matching your personality right now because like I don't want you to think that I'm weird you know I didn't say that but that was what was going on in my head I told her I was like no I'm actually you know a lot more quiet and reserved than like they are which is true (laughs) like my husband and my daughter can carry on conversations with anyone whomever and I I know I've mentioned this in like maybe way back episodes where I talk about I don't like unnecessary conversation right like if I am um at the grocery store and the cashier is like trying to talk to me like I think that's unnecessary conversation like just ring my shit and let me go <laughs> my husband though will talk and be like how are you how's it going blah 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 blah. and like whatever and I always like make fun of him in the car I'm always like why do you need to like why do you feel the need to make unnecessary conversation and he's just like because you just have to be nice to people so then that just makes me feel bad because I'm like am I not nice to people like I think I'm just selective as to, like, who gets me. I don't know. I don't know. This is some sort of huge and, like, (laughs) huge and terrible trauma response, obviously. Maybe it was because I was constantly judged as a child over, like, how I reacted or how I did things. Or maybe it was because I was never truly able to show who I truly was as a child um, because it just seemed that like whenever I tried to do something of my own interest like I would be judged right um (laughs) I just thought of like specifically what I mean by that like um I have family members who play instruments and a lot of instruments and when it came time to me in middle school to pick an elective it was like orchestra um drama and something else and I sat there with my grandpa and I was like grandpa like what should I what should I pick like what should I do and obviously my grandpa was like oh orchestra so you can learn how to play an instrument just like you know so and so and so in the family and you can carry on that tradition and I was just like no I don't want to do that I don't want to ever pick up an instrument I'm gonna do drama and it was just like this disappointment on his face right And when I would have, like, drama plays, like, yeah, were they horrible? Probably. (laughs) But it was always, like, I don't know. I I felt like they were, like, forced to go as opposed to, like, if I might have done orchestra and had some musical show or whatever, then he would have been happier and prouder of me. I don't know. Um, Maybe I'm just afraid to be myself to people that, like, I don't trust. And it takes me, like, a really long time to open up to them or for them to like really see who I am honestly though now that I'm talking about it and I'm thinking about it like I think I am afraid of people seeing the real me at least in person right (laughs) because you guys get the real me but like honestly if I were to meet any of you that like I haven't already met that listens to this in real life like I would be awkward as fuck (laughs) like I will tell you that or I would like 
try and match your energy or I would be super uh, bubbly because I want to make up for my lack of bubbliness and like I probably would not come off the same as on my podcast unless like I've actually had full-blown conversations with you or you're someone that I've already met right does that make me fake (laughs) I don't know um but I definitely do fear showing my true self to people um and just this past Sunday, I actually had this conversation with my husband. Um, he was like, I think you've seen me cry more than I've ever seen you cry. And I thought about it and I'm like, you might be right. Like, has my husband seen me cry? Like, yeah, maybe like a handful of times. I've definitely seen my husband cry a lot of times. Um, But when I do cry, like when there's something on my mind that I just need to like get out, I hide. I go to my bathroom and I hide or I go into my bedroom and I hide and I come out when I'm like done. I'm afraid to show even like that part of me or like that emotional side of me to my husband, like to my own husband, right? Because I'm afraid of being judged because in my household growing up, like We weren't allowed to be sad and we weren't allowed to have emotions and feelings. So I spent a lot of time crying by myself in my bedroom growing up. And it's something that I still unfortunately do because I'm afraid of what someone is going to think of me. And specifically like of what my husband is going to think of me, even though my husband like truly loves me and will not judge me. I'm afraid that people will think that I'm too much. And so I feel that I minimize myself and I feel that like I refrain myself from talking or talking as much as I would want to because I am afraid that someone is going to think that I am too much. I've been called too much. I've been called overly sensitive. I have been called overly dramatic by those who... I don't know, we're meant to love me regardless of the type of person that I was. And that is something that is like still imprinted in my brain. So I I try to minimize myself. I try to make myself not as extra (laughs) as I can be so that people don't judge me or so that people aren't like, oof, this girl has got a big wave of emotions or oof, this girl got a like it's got a big like dramatic side to her like so I I I minimize myself um because I don't want people to think this of me right because for so long people did think this of me people thought that I was overly sensitive and over dramatic which is actually kind of funny (laughs) because um after I decided to cut ties with my family I bought a bunch of books right and one of the books that I bought was the highly sensitive person because I have always been called a super sensitive person right so I bought this book because I'm like hmm let me just like understand myself a little bit more right and I started to read it sometime last year I want to say maybe like September or so And I got through the first chapter, right? And like an HSP, so a highly sensitive person, is like an actual thing. Um, These are people um, that are just like super highly sensitive to to certain things. Um, (laughs) I I wish I could give you the definition off the top of my head, but I don't know. Um, 
but it's an actual thing hsp if you want to go ahead and look it up highly sensitive person and i went through the first chapter and i closed the book and i was like no done with this and my husband was like why and i was like because like just reading this first chapter i've realized i'm not a highly sensitive person as i thought i was all of my life and he just looked at me weird and i'm like i've literally just been surrounded by assholes like literally assholes that always made me feel like shit that always made me feel like i was too much and too much to handle now that is not to say that i'm not too much and too much to handle to certain people because i most definitely can be and i know that um I'm still working on myself. I still have certain triggers that if, you know, someone hasn't dealt with childhood trauma or any sort of trauma um, or who's not like lived a life like mine, I don't know, Um, you know, but obviously like if they see me crying over, um, let's just say, for example, I was super fixated over Easter, right? And like making these um unrealistic scenarios in my head but my friend understands me (laughs) to a degree but like she she understands me and understands like why I was thinking that way right to the point where she was able to get me to figure out what it was that was actually bothering me someone who maybe doesn't know me or someone who doesn't understand um you know what I've been through or, or doesn't know like anything about me if I were to be like ranting to some random person about this like unrealistic scenario on easter for sure they would have been like oh my god this chick is something else oh my god this chick is out of her mind (laughs) like unrealistic so yes i understand to some people like things that i say on here like i'm sure there have been there have been things that i have said that people are like "Mm, girl you are reaching (laughs) like that is too much like calm down or like don't think that way right but i'm sure that there are also more people that are like oh yes like she finally understands me or she finally gets like where i'm coming from like so i get it i get that like i'm not going to be for everyone right which is another thing that i'm trying to learn because of the people pleasing in me right I need to be loved and liked by everyone which like is not the case because I can't be changing who I am just to like fit into someone's like agenda or to fit into someone's like expectation of me right I need to just learn to truly truly accept myself and accept myself for who I am and to realize that I will find the people who will also accept me for who I am. Maybe I just haven't found my people yet, right? And that can be very lonely, right? I feel that like in general just like healing can be very lonely because maybe you met some friends that you trauma bonded with and then you're working on your trauma and they're not. So at one point or another you just kind of drift because like you've moved past that and they're still on that which is fine right everyone heals and does things at their own and different pace um but it's just like it can definitely be lonely when you're trying to embark on like a different journey in your life and maybe you realize that you were friends with someone because of their familiarity and toxic traits right I had this this issue. I used to gravitate to very strong narcissistic personality women as friends 
because it was familiar to me. I knew they were toxic. I knew they were very narcissistic, but it was familiar to me because that's how my mom's personality was, right? And it was like incovertly narcissistic where like you couldn't really tell unless you were like in it. Then you can be like, "Mm, no, that was not okay. But I like gravitated toward these type of women, towards these type of friendships because I was familiar with it. And it was just something that I knew and it was something that I knew how to handle. These people were also people that I was able to stand up to a lot faster (laughs) and better than my own mother. And then at that point, then because they couldn't control me anymore, then I was, you know, the bitch and I was the bad guy or whatever. But like, you know, I, I know that I've I've done that. I've I've gravitated towards a certain type of person because it was familiar to me. It's hard, guys. <laughs> it's hard. And, you know, the the more you're on this journey, the more you realize things about yourself and the more you learn things about yourself and the more, you know, you you learn of things you need to grow from and heal from and you learn more triggers and it just feels like a never-ending cycle because it's just like fuck like when is this ever going to end and the reality of it is is, is probably never <laughs> but um you know you have to keep going because you know that each day you get better right even on the days where it feels like you're falling 10 steps behind you're not you're actually reaching forward because What feels like those 10 steps behind is that moment of you healing that specific trigger or that specific like need, want, like that specific thing in order for you to move forward and and move on to the next one. I want to make friends. (laughs) I want to have friends. I want to have girlfriends that I can call for coffee one day or a girlfriend who can come over to my house and someone that I feel comfortable enough with that like I don't feel that I need to overly clean my house (laughs) like I do with every person that ever comes over right like I want to have someone that I'm comfortable with where it's like yeah I come to my house with toys everywhere and dishes in the sink and you know well I would hope that my at least my bathroom would be clean (laughs) but you know I I want that kind of relationship and that friendship and you know my husband always tells me like you know we have each other and we're each other's friends and we're each other's best friends which I get but sorry husband sometimes I need someone to talk to to bitch about you (laughs) because (laughs) you annoy me from time to time right Uh, as I'm sure I annoy him too you know that's life but it's just it's hard it's hard when all of your life you have been told that you're a certain way in all of your life, you weren't allowed to be yourself. And now, like me, you're a almost 31-year-old. And you just don't know who the fuck you are anymore. Like, I don't know who I am. I don't know how I'm supposed to act around people anymore. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, how much I'm not allowed to say before they start to judge me. Um, I care too much about what other people think about me, which is another flaw, which is another like thing that I need to work on in order to grow and heal myself I I want the friends and then with the friends that I do have I want to feel comfortable enough with them where I know that I'm not a burden to them because that's another thing that I struggle with with the friends that I do have and the friends that I do talk to I'm afraid that one day something I say is just going to be too much and they're just going to be like you know what I don't want to be your friend anymore because I don't want to deal with all of your drama or all of your bullshit like Again, that comes from an anxious attachment style. That comes from abandonment issues. That comes from my like childhood. 
it all just kind of goes full circle. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to figure out who I am. Like, because, <laughs> because I want friends. Like, <laughs> I guess that's, that's what it is. I don't know. I think I just need to find who I am. Well, mainly for me, because it's lonely. Like, even within myself, I feel lonely with myself because I, right now, I just, I don't know who I am. I don't know who the real me is. I don't know what a trauma, like, which part of me is a trauma response. Um, I don't know what part of me is something that I've fixated or something that I've made myself like because that's how other people liked me. Like, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I have a social anxiety because I'm afraid of people's judgment, perceived judgment of me. Um, because I don't know what part of me I am allowed to show or what part of me is going to be accepted <laughs> around these new people. Um, I'm afraid that people are going to think I'm too much. Or a burden because, I mean, I come with a lot of baggage, right? <laughs> At one point or another, I'm going to feel comfortable enough to release some of that baggage on you. And that makes me feel guilty, right? Um, because I know that some of the things I've gone through or go through are too much. And I don't want to feel like too much. Um, I have social anxiety because I have forgotten how to talk to people. Um, I've been a stay-at-home mom for four years. And, um, we've been in this pandemic for, I don't know, two, three years. I don't fucking know. But, um, I've lost sense of who I am. At the end of the day, I have forgotten who I am and the person that I want to show the world because I don't, I don't know who that is. I hope that something I said, um kind of resonates with someone out there I feel that I've been going off on a lot of like rants lately um but I've been getting great response from a lot of you so I'm going to assume that these rants <laughs> actually mean something um these are just thoughts that run through my mind and run through my brain um and I've realized that the more and more that I just like am myself on here and just allow myself to be myself as opposed to like trying to keep things like structured and proper um they're the episodes that you guys seem to enjoy the most. So I figured I'm going to record this episode as I'm in the midst of it. Like as I am in the middle of feeling sorry for myself for not having friends. And as I'm recording this, obviously, I came to a lot of realizations. And a lot of the realizations is that it all goes full circle. And um, all of my feelings and everything comes from feelings that I had as a, as a child. So this was a very healing uh, inner child <laughs> moment because um, these are things that I probably didn't even think about or even realize were going on. So you guys just heard my very live therapy session of me, of me talking to myself. But I am going to go ahead and um, wrap this one up. Hopefully I feel better next week and um, the next episode won't be as sad, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm kind of in it. I kind of just have these these moments um, and I figured like why not just like record a raw and honest moment with you guys so you guys can kind of hear and see and feel what it's like when you're kind of in it because um, I'm sure that many of you guys 
can get in those moments too and maybe don't have the words to express it. So hopefully I'm saying something that um, that resonates with all of you. But with that being said, I do hope that you all have a good rest of your day or night depending on when you're listening to this. So don't forget to live your life, love your life, and love your anxiety. Thank you.